I'm TV producer Kristen Carter, and I love hanging out with Elsie and Cornbread on the Elsie and Jack Show. You are listening to the Elsie and Jack Radio Show, live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, Elsie and Jack. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the L.C. and Jack radio show with your man L.C. holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us at area code 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. What is the word there, Brad? Yo, what's the deal, L.C.? Oh, man, I tell you, it has been hot out here in New York. I don't know where you are, Brad, because I know you're a nomad. You're all over the country. Yeah, you can be man, out in right California now. one minute, Texas the yeah, next. Yeah, L.C. I tell you what, I got my feet in a bag of ice right now, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> cool off my dogs. They've been running all week. You know what I'm saying? I survived the 4th of July weekday celebration, you know? Yeah, it was kind of crazy being... Um, you know, having a holiday in the middle of the week like that. Yeah, hump day, you know what I'm saying? I had to get over the hump. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, next year, though, we'll make it a little easier for all those out there that had to work kind of at the beginning of the week, take a break, and then work again. So mm-hmm. we'll have Thursday. So it'll be a little easier for oh, most man. people just to take off that Friday, you know. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, man. But, uh Bread man, I, I, def, I definitely have to give a couple quick shout-outs, and then we're going to go right into our interview to Miss Serena Williams for winning her fifth championship. Oh, up, that's huh? good. That's good. Serena doing her thing. Hey, we got to get her on the show, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, you know, yeah. that's 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 definitely on the hit list. That's Having good. you know, big up again to her. And also, huge, huge, uh, you know, I, we're constantly making inroads as African Americans. Miss Leah Neal is only the second, listen again, the second African American to make the U.S. Olympic swim team. She's yeah, right out of I Brooklyn, New York. I heard that Brooklyn's on the map for real for some good stuff. I can't believe all these years, Brett, she's only, she's only the second. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know they got that big old pool in Brooklyn now. They really, you, know <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, Mayor Mayor Bloomberg put that renovated that pool, so you know people out there swimming in Brooklyn now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they hey. swimming, baby. <laughs> so we're gonna take over the swim team. How does that Brooklyn's in the house? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so big up to big up to them. And Brad, we're gonna jump into our interview because our guest is on the line and waiting. All right. Yep, yep, yep. She is, Brad, a screenwriter, producer, and educator. 
She has written and produced several programs, including Lifetime's Project Runway, Owns My Mom and Me, BET's Born to Dance, and MTV's America's Best Dance Crew, as well as BET's, and yeah, I used to check this out, it was a pretty hot show, The Black Carpet. Wow. Yep. Yep, yep. She's also has served uh, as a speechwriter for several BET executives. That's right, a speechwriter, including BET's CEO, Miss Deborah Lee. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what's happening. Kristen created and is CEO of Jazzy Dreamer Entertainment, a multimedia company specializing in writing and production. Whether it's through screen or stage, her ultimate goal is to inspire the world through edutainment. That's right. We're so happy to welcome to the LC and Jack show, Miss Kristen Carter. Hello, Kristen. Right. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm just doing great. It's steamy out here, out on the East Coast, specifically in New York. And, and Baltimore. And- <laughs> and Baltimore in the house, yeah. as and, and we know you're out on on the West Coast, and it, it's constantly hot out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's pretty comfortable right now. I hear you guys are going through a heat wave, and, and we're comfortable right now. We're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> What's comfortable though? Put up a sales and blue maybe across 80. the United States. Oh my god! <laughs> she said maybe eighty. Wow. Yeah, I have family in Maryland, and they they were telling me it was like 104 last week and everything. Yeah, so you guys yeah. are catching it right now. Yeah, well, that's why I got my feet in a bag of ice right now, just chilling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't feeling nothing. I got a fam loin. I ain't going to put on the AC gear. My, my, my feet are in these ice, and, and it's doing real good for me. And you're you know feeling good, huh? I'm feeling good. <laughs> uh, is that too? Uh, uh, Christine, you, you could say that's TMI, okay? We don't need to hear about all that. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to hear him on your feet, okay? <laughs> but, but let's let's jump into it. Uh, I tell you, uh, I was just blown away uh, just learning about yourself and the many achievements in your short, very short time that you've uh, been in the entertainment media uh, industry. Thank you. Uh, just tell you, really doing it, and I mean... How, you know, how did this how did the journey kind of start? How did you just kind of get into writing? Was it just something that you thought, you know, when you were young and you just kind of just had a passion ever since you were a little little toddler? How did how did that kind of <laughs> get going? Well, uh when I was younger, I wrote in a lot of journals. I wrote poetry and and songs and never really thought much of it. Uh but as I got older, and I started thinking about what I wanted to do as a career. I thought about the things that I did naturally and what I had a passion for. Um, so I interned at BET right out of high school. Um, I, I interned at 106 and Park under a production manager and kind of learned the ins and outs of television. I knew I didn't want to do logistics and money, which was that side, which was production management. Um, so when I, when I studied at Hofstra, I was really interested in you know, the producing creatively and writing. Um, Really funny, though, I didn't really write any scripts all through college. I didn't start writing scripts until I got my first position uh, as a show writer for the black carpet. So Mm -hmm. um, it was really just through 
me following my passions, you know, I had no idea growing up that I wanted to be a writer, but I always was a writer. Um, so when I speak to people now, I always tell them, you know, you are what you are before someone gives you that title. Um, and, and that was something that, you know, I really learned by the time I became a writer. Like, I've always been a writer. <laughs> wow. I tell you, it's it just and I assume that you you read a lot as well which kind of helps the creativity of, of writing. Yeah, I, I I read a lot. I watched um, a lot of programs. I've always been into music. Uh, I grew up as I grew up a dancer, so I did a lot creatively, played a lot of instruments, and I think that always um, was really helpful and in just inspiring me as I grew up. I started two dance groups, one in high school, one in college. So I was always in the arts um, and kind of always coming up with stories. I think even now... Sometimes if I'm in a conversation with friends, we'll just get into, like, a comical dialogue, which could actually end up in a script, which is, you know, a lot of times how I get inspiration just through conversations and just my own inquiries about life. So um, I love being a writer. I love being a producer um, because it's it's just innate. Like, I think we actually all are producers in our own ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's just really, really nice. Um you know, it's just really nice to do what I love. That's, I guess, and, and through the many, many guests we've had, I mean, you hit right on it. They do what they love. It's not because, hey, we need the money. It's it's because we just have the passion, and you mentioned that, which is which is big. I mean, we always get tons of emails. Oh, you know, I want to be this big-time actor, rapper. You know, I want to get paid. And I, I think he, before you can get paid, you got to love what you do. Because most people don't see that rapper, whether it's Drake, uh, Lil Wayne. I don't see all that grunt work, as we call it. Right. You got to do to 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 get to the level before you can right. do it. So I just I just wow, we really appreciate that. You just that that coming across is, is hey, this is this is what you love to do. Obviously, you, you need to make a living, but fortunately. You know, when you work on these networks and and develop your skill, which you have done, you can you can start making some money. I always think when you follow your passion and um, you know do what you love, you make your way to the money. Of course, we all want to make a living. That goes without saying. Um, but a lot of times when I speak to people and they're like, "Well, how did you?" You know, how did you get started? What did you do? I uh, I just always ask questions. You know, people who came before me are always, and I still do this, set up informational interviews. I always talk to people, ask them how they got started, because it's not impossible, you know. And so um, I always tell people, ask questions, study the people that came before you, you know. If you want to get in it, start doing it, even if it's on a local level so that you can get experience to get to that next level. Because a lot of times people talk about, I want to do this, I want to do that. But then when you ask them, well, what have you done? Very rarely do you see that people have made the tracks to get where they want to go. Um, mm-hmm. So that's always my piece of advice. You know, if you want to do it, do it. <laughs> Don't waste <laughs> right. time talking about it. Like, get to it. We talked, Kristen, uh, several weeks back. And you were telling me about a story, I guess this is just as you were, I'm assuming as you just came out of school and you were trying to make your way out to the West Coast. I don't know if you recall that. 
I do. <laughs> can you can you share share that with the audience? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, just to give the audience a little bit of background, I started my career in 2006, and I've been in the industry now six years. Um, in 2010, I had hit a bit of a crossroads. Um, I had been known for, you know, writing shows, so, you know, writing angle questions, writing host copy, things of that nature, and I really wanted to explore more producing. I knew that I had it in me, but a lot of times when people know you as one position, they don't necessarily think that you, you know, have the skills to to do other things. So long story short, in 2010, you know, I was exploring a lot of different options. I was actually teaching um, at the time. I was teaching uh, dance and also uh, television, and I had applied for Wheel of Fortune. Uh, Wheel of Fortune is on my bucket list of things to do, um, and I actually got a call to be on Wheel of Fortune. So, in December of 2010, um, I was preparing to fly out for the show the day before um, the president of, or the coordinator, excuse me, of um, the Cosby Screenwriting Fellowship called me for my final interview, uh, not knowing that I was going to be in L.A. So she thought, you know, oh, we'll set up a phone interview with you in New Jersey. And I said, well, actually, I'll be in California tomorrow. Is there any way for me to meet with you? So I got off the plane that following day. My mom and I drove, um, you know, to my interview. I met with her. The, as soon as I got out of the interview, actually, another friend had set up an informational interview with a reputable uh, company. The day after that, a friend of a friend called and said, hey, I know that you've been interested in moving to L.A. I have a room available. Would you want to move? Uh, so within a three-day span of me being in L.A., I got a position. I got um, I got a position, I got an apartment, and I was on Wheel of Fortune. So it was one of those, like, just miracle upon miracle. Yeah, yeah, it was something Definitely. that really changed. Really, I mean, I've always been a faithful person, but really, really changed my view, uh, really, really changed and encouraged my faith, absolutely. Don't doubt about it. Now, more importantly, did you win any money on the Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? I won a little bit of money. I thought I was going to come out and win money to pay off my college loans. That didn't happen, but <laughs> I was like the first round. I told everybody that watched the show, watch the first segment, because after the first segment, you don't see me. <laughs> you get kicked off. Oh, bankrupt. No, I lo basically, like, I lost my turn, and you know what? It was somebody else's time to shine. I totally got that, like. We had a commercial break, and he said, I'm sorry, guys. I'm so and I said, no, it's in your favor today. You better go ahead and win that 40000 because I wouldn't be apologizing if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> he won like 40000 in two trips. It was incredible. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but that trip changed my life. So, you know, Wheel wow. of Fortune, you know, it, it really was the Wheel of Fortune for me. Um, and it was, you know, the move was nothing but a blessing. So it's been amazing to be out here. Oh, wow. Awesome, awesome. It is, it is. What part of Cali are you in? I'm sorry, oh, what did you say? Right. What part of Cali are you in? Um, I am in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. okay. Mm -hmm. She's out in Laker country there, Brad. I don't know if we can talk <laughs> anymore. We're out here in New York. New York, baby. New York Knicks. Oh, she I'm got waiting. Steve Nash now. She got Steve Nash I'm now. I'm waiting for the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Okay. Now she's talking. All right. All right. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she already drove right. back on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah she's she a hostel. She's representing hostels. So That's right. Know. Those people don't yeah. know hostel out here in Long Island, yeah. New York. That's my stomping ground, home, home of the Uniondale people. You know what I'm saying? I love, yeah. I absolutely love Hofstra. I think any chance I get, I'm always thanking my professors because I keep in touch with them, and they are so supportive. Uh, I can't tell you, you know, when people say it takes a village to raise a child, it's so true. And, you know, having Hofstra support me, having my family in southwest Georgia support me, having my friends and family in north New Jersey, like, I can't say, I could never say I did it by myself at all. All right. Yeah, that's what's good. And and you mentioned it before, too, is just kind of trying to, uh, research and, and know kind of what you're getting into, and just and also having that support family, which is big. You always hear about that that people say that. So you know, big up to you for mentioning that because it's so important. It's kind of it's very difficult, like you said. You go through trials and tribulations, and you really need those people that kind of you know you, you you have that that oomph to to keep pushing on. But when you have people just kind of saying reconfirming that for you and say, hey, I got your back. Just hang in there. Yeah. I tell you, that makes, besides the man upstairs helping you, you know, you really need that. We're human beings, and every so often we need that push. You know, the yeah. bread man, I mean, he, he does that to me. You know, always be hitting me in the back and the side of my head, you know, keeping me rolling. So, let's go. Let's get again. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. And if I were to really go into the testimony, that would be a totally different radio show, a totally mm-hmm. like a totally separate episode because now that I'm older and I think about, you know, <clears throat> when now that I'm older and I think about all that my mom did, like I have no words, you know, I thank her all the time. Um and it's funny, you know, sometimes I'm on different programs like I was story producing for a program about mother-daughter relationships last summer. Um my mom is obsessed, which was the show mm-hmm. you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I called my mother every day because being on the road I saw you know the mothers and daughters and you know how toxic their relationships were and I was just like, wow, my mother gave everything. I can never say, you know, she and she encouraged everything I wanted to do in every way. Like when I was, I, I mentioned this to her the other day, but I remember when I was 17 and I was applying to be a host on MTV, she filmed it and then she was holding the cue cards while she was filming it. You know, it was it's just stuff like that, always listening to anything, even now, um, mm-hmm. you know, so my family has been extremely supportive. Yeah. And that's I, I, feel I feel you right now. And, uh, and your mother, mother sounds like my mother, you know, rest her soul. Uh, when I was younger, she always inspired me. She was there when I was young, you know, wanting to be a model. I had to keep it a secret, you know, a young black male in the 70s being a model. You know, that wasn't the thing to do. But my mom took me to rehearsal, and she took me to baseball, football practice, everything it was I wanted to do. She was there for me. So I, I feel you on your mom. Mother, uh, mother and daughter relationship, just like a mother and son relationship. Awesome. Yeah. And you got to yeah. think. We got to think of most often because we wouldn't even be here without yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but a mom that follows up on everything, okay. you know, a mom can birth you, but some mothers, you know, unfortunately don't follow their children like uh, mothers that need to. You know what I'm saying? A mother, that's a it's a hereditary thing. You know what I'm saying? It, they're born with that. 
you know, and some mothers mm-hmm. fall off on that, and then the father will come in, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's interesting, I think, even now, you know, I'll say, oh, I'm busy and this and that, and I have to pause and say, you know what, my mom had three jobs. She took me to dance class. She took me to swim lessons. She took me to voice class. I have nothing to complain about at all. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. That's right. That's right. It goes to mom. (laughs) That's right. And and it's funny how you say when you, as you start to get older, you look back on things much differently than... Mm-hmm. When you're younger, and so you really yeah. do appreciate—I mean, I, I appreciate my parents, and you know, they, they, and we'll, we're kind of segregating. But you know, it, there was a—I don't know if it was on one of the shows or you know, news talking about corporal punishment. But anyway, it, it just brought you know that the discipline. Not you know, hey, I got you know, I got hit, but it was was to you know instill on me respect, respect yeah. your parents and respect. Those elders, those people that came before you, don't disrespect them. And, you know, I look back at that now and I'm like, wow, if I didn't have that, you know, it just, you know, and, and I see that now from the youth, not all, but they don't have that respect for adults. Not, you know, not even their own parents. They don't have it for adults at all. So, you know, when, you know, hearing a young person like yourself, you know, giving back that respect to your parents, to your mom specifically. Mm-hmm. That's I really you know appreciate that and it's like wow okay you know we really need that and I think that's that's really lacking in the in the youth mm-hmm. today uh, this that so you know hopefully that changes and uh, like you said that's kind of another show but you know the conversation is great and you know I kind of brought that to me and just hearing about that recently uh, so yeah so but tell but tell us getting back to you and what you're doing. What um the you know I talked a little bit and, and mentioned earlier in the show about um you worked uh, on BET's the black carpet. What what actually goes into you know kind of getting that information and, and compiling that and I guess you know so it's accurate and informative. What's that process like? Well, with an entertainment news show, uh, you have a writer and you also have a researcher. And so I worked really closely with our researcher. Shout out to Andre Cole. Shout out, shout out. And basically, he would send me information throughout the week. So when we would have brainstorm sessions on, you know, what topics we're going to talk about, which packages we're going to do, we would keep in mind what's topical for the week and for the month, which artists are coming out with music, um, you know, what's going on in the world. And so we were able to pretty much put together our shows just based on news. You know, even today, there's so much that happens every single day. You know, it's easy to kind of put something together that's once a week. Uh, So, yeah, I worked really closely with him. And when I would write the show, I would write the host copy for our two hosts, Tore and Danella. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, uh, Andre would fact check it. So our researcher would fact check it. Um, Sometimes you're on shows where you're the writer and the researcher, and it's just, uh, making sure that you are factual and, and doing the proper research to make, you know, make sure that your copy is accurate. That's what's good. How is it working? And I know I think it just concluded, uh, I guess, uh, with Randy Jackson. How is how is mm-hmm. it working with him? Well, um, I was a field producer for America's Best Dance Crew, and we don't actually work with him closely Um, But on the show, I worked with two of the ten dance crews that were on the show, and it was a wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. And 
all of the experiences that I've had um, from writing and then moving on to story and field producing, all of it is about telling story. It's just utilizing different skills. So, you know, I'm out with the crews and, and developing their story. And um, I just had a ball. I love that show. Um, I've been a fan of it since it came out, and I wanted to work on it <laughs> for such a long time. So I, it was just like a dream come true, quite honestly, because I'm a dancer and I'm also in television. So um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed um, just utilizing all of my skills and talents, being out in the field, interacting with people. I think, you know, out of everything, I enjoy connecting people. Um, I enjoy interacting with people and being able to tell their stories and, and be an inspiration. So that show in particular really moved me. So I had a great time. This is good, and we must, um, well, before I do that, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to our guest this evening, which is Christian, Miss Christian Carter. So, um, Christian, I must wanted to say on the LC and Jack show that uh, congratulations is in order for being nominated for an award by Black Street Magazine. Thank you so much. Congratulations <laughs> on you. that. Big up, big up, all right. Thank you so much. uh, You know, we definitely want to pump that up and make sure the listeners go to BlackStreetMagazineIBelieve.com and uh, vote for you. I know you're right now leading the pack. I had a chance to go on and vote for you already. I'm so excited and really, I'm really humbled by it. So thank you very much. (laughs) I get my vote in today. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Definitely go out there and support this young lady doing her thing, and she's racking up the awards, okay? Oh, man. She's oh. doing it. So I had to definitely plug that in. Didn't want to overlook that. So whenever you get Thank these awards, you can't assume what you're going to get. So when you do get them, you have to appreciate them, even if it's just a nominee. But you're leading the pack, so I'm very confident you being on the LC and Jack radio show now. So we're going to put you up on the Oh, man, we're going to really... Yo, we might have to put you on uh, Times Square Bulletin Board for real. I got the <laughs> oh, insight on that. that. She does I that. You hang out with Carmelo. Carmelo was in there. We got to get you up in there, Carmelo. I'm telling you, yo. <laughs> yo. I got the hookup, girl. That's you know, right. Redman was up there two months ago, so you That's know right. I was up there. I got you back. I'll make sure to send you guys the exact link so you know exactly where to go and send people. So I really, I really, oh, really appreciate the plug. We Thank you. you. We got you. Oh, you, you family here. Believe that. You know, That's what's good. Your energy is good. I mean, your voice is hypnotizing. So I don't see anybody <laughs> coming at you if they, you write a little something, some something salty on them. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even get mad at you. <laughs> yeah, watch out what you say there, Brett. She's going to put you yeah. in the next story. Oh, I'm Leo. You know oh, Leo's ain't afraid of nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's so funny. Like, I honestly don't even write anything salacious about any celebrities at all, actually. <laughs> but, um, you don't even no, have to, but some people can interpret it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? It's just... You know, you can see something, you know, if I see something red, somebody else may see something green, you know what I'm saying? And that's a conflict. You know that. You know, right, you right. Could be the, you could be writing the most positive thing about a person, and they can see it differently. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. You know? Well, we're going to get you up there. We're going to get you up on Times Square for real. We're going to make it happen. We're I appreciate that. <laughs> tell, tell us um, who your favorite um, writers or producers in the industry Oh, if you even have any, you might not. I definitely have 
uh, writers and producers who have inspired me, um, Gina Prince-Bythewood, Mara Rucka-Kill, Sandra Rhymes, Shonda Rhymes, excuse me. Um, Those those really definitely, uh, those are the top ones um, because I've watched, you know, I've watched their progression. I actually met uh, Gina Prince-Bythewood and her husband a few years ago, and you know, when I met them, they were very encouraging, and I was like, oh, I'm looking for a mentor, and they, they were very candid and, and very nice, and they said, you know, let your experiences mentor you, and that's exactly, you know, what I did. I met them in California, actually. Uh, I was still in New Jersey, so it was just beautiful, you know, for me to be in touch and say, hey, I'm in L.A., and, you know, them being distant distant mentors of mine, I feel. So, um, you know, I've watched all of their progression, all three ladies that I that I just spoke about. And it's just nice to have voices, female voices, and also voices of color who are continuing to do great work. Wow, awesome. That's right, that's right. Any any influences by directors like Spike Lee or Tyler Perry? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Spike Lee directed my favorite movie of all time, Crooklyn. I, I have a Brooklyn. lot of favorite movies, but Crooklyn, for me, uh, as a young girl growing up in the inner city and, and you know, just trying to um, find their identity and just going through the summer and all kinds of that, that kind of stuff, like I went away for the summers to, to Georgia and things like that, and just watching her progression, I love Crooklyn. Um, so, yeah, Spike Lee is definitely an inspiration, um, you know, so... I mean, I could talk more about it if you like, but yeah, Spike is definitely an inspiration of mine. Spike's a man. <laughs> Spike's sure. doing it. And uh, Tyler Perry, I, what's your thoughts on Tyler Perry? I think right that now. Tyler Perry is a marketing genius. What about behind the scenes, like yourself? Are there a lot of African Americans making inroads as far as screenwriters, um, producers, all those people that you don't see? And their names are probably somewhere in the credits. Is is that still a challenge for African Americans, or, or, or we're starting to see some progress? I think that there is some progress. Um, you know, there's people like Ava DuVernay who founded a firm. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of that company. She's basically um, distributing films. You can look her up. But she won. Um, she's the first female director to win Best Director at Sundance. Uh, she just came out with Middle of Nowhere. It comes out October. Um, she's somebody who started out as a publicist and then has made her way to being a director. And um, I really admire her. Um, so, you know, I definitely think that there are um, there is progress. Um, Ava DuVernay, she started a firm, which is a distribution company. So she actually just won Best Director at Sundance, first female to ever win Best Director. Um, so she's doing that. And I think that a lot of people are coming out with independent films. So if you can't break in um, mainstream, I do think that there is a way to get your voice out there, and that is coming out with a web series or short film. Like, you know, I've I've actually come out with a web series, and I'm actually in pre-production for a short film. Um, so, you know, I think that there are a lot of different avenues. I, I definitely think, you know, being narrow-minded and saying, oh, there's no voices, I don't think that that's true. I do right. think that it's tricky to get your voice out there. And so you have to keep plugging away and, and finding different ways to get out there, come out with web content, come out with uh, short films and put them in some festivals, you know, continue to write spec scripts of different shows that are out there, and also features. And, you know, just sort of plug away and see what works. You know, for me, I feel like, 
my way in my way into television was music specials and non-scripted television. That's not to say that I'll stay in non-scripted television. I definitely have a passion for scripted work and for feature film work. And so I'm just really excited about the journey. Um, you know, a lot of people, I find um, a lot of people feel like you're just one thing or the other, and that's not necessarily true. So you're not just, you know, I know a lot of people who have gone from non-scripted to scripted, and I know a lot of people that have gone from scripted to non-scripted. So you can do anything that you want, you know. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Oh, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. You just, you know, a person's being creative, and you just decide now, hey, let's let's make a change. And change is good, too. You stay in one field for too long, you kind of get stale and stagnant. So you definitely need that change. And uh, I'm sure, you know, whatever you want to do, and I was always told this as, as, as a young adult coming, doing my thing, is the world is yours. Mm-hmm. Well, Anything is possible. Just gotta, right. just gotta make it happen. Do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I, I feel you on that, and it's, it's good to hear that we, you know, it's, it's 2012, and you just hear about different things that, you know, we're still not uh, where we need to be. Um, so, but it, it's good to hear that, you know, some great positive things from you that we, we're making inroads, and you know, struggles there, but you know, it's going to happen. So. Uh, Tyler Perry, uh, Spike Lee, you know, thank God for, you know, some of these individuals kind of paving the way somewhat to make the journey a little bit easier. And other people out there that we just don't know all their names uh, that are, you know, paving the way for individuals to, you know, make it a little easy for, you know, for us as people to, um, you know, show our, show our talents and have an opportunity well, I, to make that happen. Well, you know, I think... What's happening with with Black America is very different from what's happening with mainstream America. You know, I think I think you know we've grown up with various voices. You know, from um, I don't want to say white, but we've we've heard, we, we you know there's a variety of voices that are in mainstream America that can be comedic, that can be dramatic, that can you know do a satire, that can do all these different things. But I think with creators of color, we do get pigeonholed. So you only hear about one or two people at a time, which is completely unfair. And I think that's why people continually have that Tyler Perry versus Spike Lee debate. So, you know, I'm not... And they're different. I'm not they're totally pers- different, too. Yeah. You know? They're not yeah, even the and, same type, uh, you know, producers, directors. Right. They're and, totally um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that you know, we can't have ten voices at the at the forefront. It, it has to be this sort of debate, or it has to just be this one, um, because there are a variety of voices, and there's also a variety of audiences. You know, I have. Um, it's the same thing with television. When you think about some of the reality programming that's out here, and it's completely um, lopsided right now. I mean, most of the women that are on these shows have never been married, so it, like the fact that they're calling them wives is ridiculous to me. Um, exactly. But I, I don't think that we'd have such a problem with some programming that was out if there was a counterbalance. You know, I think a lot of times in media, everything is just like heavy in one direction. And then you have this other audience that feels like they're not being served and, you know, they're being underrepresented. But I think if we can create a balance, and that's with anything, that's with media, that's with education, that's with health, um, you know, if we could create a balance 
you know, I think a lot more people would feel like they're being served. Yeah. I agree. So much untruth and all that stuff out there anyways. It's like, I know that some people just living like that, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> Give us another side of the story, please. <laughs> but, but, but if, you know, but from a that's business standpoint, yeah, from a business standpoint, it's the same thing with Medea. You know, you wonder, are we going to get 50 Medea movies? But at the end of the day, if that's what's bringing in the money, then that's what's bringing in the money. Like, I always ask myself, isn't Tyler tired of wearing dresses? But, oh, you know, not. You know, but it's one of those things where, like, sometimes you just have to keep that wheel spinning. I see that he's, you know, he's embarking on other projects. But Medea brings, like, undeniably brings in the money. And, you know, so it sort of is what it is. And hopefully, you know, like I said before, hopefully, you know, his success and other people's success can really open the doors for other people um, as we continue. Agreed. I agree the same thing. I'm like, you know, I'm a D it out, but he, he, he gives you that. He gives you that comedy. That, but that there's you, people that aren't a D it out. You know what right. I mean? Like, there's millions of people who love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, we, we, we're hoping to, to see that next, whoever it is, do their thing. And I'm sure that's on the horizon. Yeah. And then I, it I, I, is. It, it definitely is. I think. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, people, there are a lot of creators that I've been around recently who I do feel like are making a big um, a big push, and that's nice to see. Well, Christian, I tell you, it's it's been great. Tell, tell the audience the difference between show writing and screenwriting. Okay. Um, well, show writing, I, I started out writing a lot of music specials for Viacom, so show writing is preparing host copy, so you write what the hosts are going to say, along with angle questions. So when you do interviews, you know, nine times out of ten, the hosts are not coming up with the questions themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, we have pre-written questions that they do, and then sometimes they can ad-lib. And then also um, with, you know, writing host copy, writing interview questions, you also write anything else that comes with the show. So, for example, when I was writing for um, – the black carpet, like we mentioned before, I did a lot of the BT.com um, uh, verbiage that was on the site, and I just made sure to connect with different people in terms of, like, writing press releases and things of that nature. So as a show writer, it's sort of all-encompassing. You pretty much are, you know, the voice of that show. Um, and then story producing, uh, which I do now, Story producing is basically um, going out into the field and crafting a story. So, for instance, if I were with you for 24 hours and you had your own show, LC and Cornbreak, mm -hmm. yeah. if you guys had your own show, um, I would follow you for, let's say, 10 hours that day, 6 to 10 hours that day. I have to figure out what's the most interesting parts of your day to craft an episode. So if I'm story producing in the field, I'm taking notes and thinking about what I think the story is. But mm -hmm. if I'm story producing in post-production, I'm literally editing the footage. So my day-to-day, -day, I work on um, Avid, which is one of the popular editing programs, and I watch the footage, and then I can craft a story. So I may need to pull some jokes from later on in the day and move it to the beginning of the day. I may have to do that to sort of weave in and connect story, but, you know, I, it's pretty much watching for what's interesting and what's going to make that episode pop. Um, oh. And then um, screenwriting is different from both of um, those different kinds. Screenwriting um, 
It's basically writing for television or writing for scripted television or writing for feature films. So um, I'm currently writing my fourth film um, entitled Lukewarm, and it basically asks the question, uh, what happens uh, What happens when you wait until marriage and then your romantic life sucks? So, um, <laughs> I, so I'm currently I'm currently working on that. I actually wrote it as a short film, and I'm having a table reading tomorrow, actually, um, to sort of inform what I'm where I'm going to go with the feature. Nice, nice. We love it, and I tell you, well rounded, and it just makes you so valuable as a individual in the industry. You can do anything. How how long does that editing process take? When you you know you well, make different you know pieces and move them around, how long is that? It take? really um, it really depends on the schedule for the particular show. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if I'm working on let's say Project Runway, we have two weeks to edit an episode. Um, but for America's Best Dance Crew, where I was a field producer, but I also worked in the edit. Literally, we shot um, rehearsal footage with the crews on Sundays, and it needed to be edited and polished and bells and whistles by Wednesday. Um, But I also had a shorter amount of time. So, for instance, with ABDC, we shot for three hours for maybe a 115 package. Um, But with Project Runway, they shoot, you know, countless hours because it needs to be an an entire hour and a half, actually. They've extended the show from one hour to an hour and a half. So um, right now, when you when you mentioned that I'm going to work, I'm actually going to work to watch a three hour um, <laughs> a three hour uh, a three hour portion of their competition to weed it down to five minutes. Wow! Oh, editing right there. Yeah, editing. That's 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 just mad chopping. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, do I need this? Do I need this? What you know? Like, do I need this? What's funny? What's dramatic? Does this tell the story? Does it keep the episode moving? So you have to constantly think about that. You have to think about the overarching episodic arc, but then you also have to think about the scenes arc as well. So you have to sort of keep those things in mind. And as a story producer, I do have an outline, so I am aware of where the story needs to go. So um, it shouldn't take too long, but watching the initial, like I watched the three hours yesterday to kind of get a feel for what I was going to cut today and you know, sometimes it is a little bit <laughs> slow because uh, you're literally watching, like, somebody's day-to-day. It's like watching someone's five hours just straight. So that could be them going to the bathroom, brushing their hair, doing those things. And then it's that two minutes of gold that you're looking for that's, like, at the end of the sequence. So <laughs> of course, of course. sometimes right it's like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us, kind of segueing. Segwaying there, uh, Kristen. What's what's the biggest misconception about being famous? Um, the biggest misconception I think of being famous is um, the fact that it's easy to get there. Or mm-hmm. e- whether you're famous or or successful and people don't know your name, I think it takes a lot of grunt work um, that people are really quiet about until they get to you know where they're trying to go or get to their goal. Um, you know. I was telling you offline and a few weeks ago when we spoke, you know, a lot of people come to me now, especially that I've moved, and say, wow, you know, this stuff only happens to you. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. you know, these kind of miracles and blessings can happen to you as well, but you need to get really clear about your intention and about what you're willing to do to have your dream come true. Um, There are a lot of talented people out here. I talk to a lot of talented people 
my friends and family included. I speak to people who are interested in pitching um, material. I want to get a show on, but, you know, I know a lot of people who come to me with ideas and I say, you know, have you have you interned? Have you shadowed anybody? Are you interested in shadowing someone? Who is that right. person? Like right. figure out your way into the industry as opposed to just, you know, looking and saying, oh, I want to do that and not really putting your foot in the door. Um, I think for me the um, – I think the difference with my experience was that I was always someone who asked questions. Um, Stephen Hill, who was the EVP of, of music programming at BET, we went to the same high school. So when I was in high school, I was choreographing shows and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And when I mentioned um, to my guidance counselor, I'm really interested in TV production, immediately they connected me with him. I interned that summer at BET, and it wasn't like I had a handout or anything like that. I really did work that summer. So um, my mentor, Joy Chin, um, she's the editor. She's the executive in charge of Real Housewives of Atlanta currently. Uh, when I was working with her, I'm actually the age now that she was when I when I interned with her, which is so crazy. Um, but when I interned with her, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I was getting coffee or anything like that. She trusted me with handling the schedules and handling calls. And at the time they had just moved offices. So I was rearranging a lot of documents. And so when you kind of get that experience, you're able to say, Hey, you know, I'm interested in this area, or maybe I'm interested in another. I happen to be interested in writing. Um, and so when I graduated from college, I had a conversation with her, and she said, you know, Kristen, where do you feel you're interested? And I said, I really want to write, but who knows a writer? I don't know any writers. Um, and she pointed me in the direction of a writer by the name of Dara Cook, who is also one of my mentors. Um, she's a head writer for Viacom, um, actually overseeing VH1's uh, Morning Buzz right now. Oh. And, um, you know, I just have great people who took me under their wing and Dara took me through my first couple of weeks of the black carpet um, and really showed me the ropes, read my material, and then, you know, she left that show and then I continued on. And so I always um, acknowledge Joy and Dara in particular and also Ramon Bug, who I'm sure is going to be listening, so shout out to him. Um, <laughs> those those three I really, um, I really felt and feel um, have just given – given time and their friendship and just I've always asked them questions and they were people that I looked up to when I was first starting in the business. So it's wonderful to continue growing um, and to have them, you know, notice and also just collaborate with me sometimes. It's really been, it's really, really been great. But to bring it all back, I think that people need to ask people questions. If I did not ask Joy, if I did not ask Dara, if I did not ask Ramon, I wouldn't be where I am today. If I didn't ask Stephen, um, and all of these people that have come before me, um, even positions I have now, the positions I have in L.A., I met all of those executives while I was living in New Jersey. Um, I happened to work on a few shows that came out to L.A., and I always kept in touch with these people. And so to turn around full circle, um, I, wrote for the, I wrote for the post show of America's Best Dance Crew on season two to come back as a field producer four years later after having kept in touch with those executives, this meant the world to me. Um, so I just think, like, the biggest misconception, like, speak. What do you want? Where are you trying to go? Who are you going to talk to? Like, open your mouth and do the work. Um, so, yeah, I can't say that. I can't say that more. Do the work. And it, it, 
it sounds like too you're saying hey, have a have a plan of attack, be aggressive, but also have a plan. Yeah. So, you, so it's a roadmap. And, and right, and I think and and be aware of the movers and the shakers. Um, you know, even in screenwriting, I'm I you know it's funny. I've I think I've developed a path in non scripted, and I'm developing my path with my scripted journey. I realized that through the years. I studied music specials. I studied non-scripted stuff, and I need to do the same thing with screenwriting. So I do watch a lot of movies, but quite honestly, I need to be watching more movies. I need to be studying more people who are coming up, you know, besides the ones who are the big names and besides the ones even in independent film who are getting accolades. I need to be digging deeper. And so for myself, for my next couple of goals, it's thinking about what have I done in my career that I need to do to further my career and to – and to travel into another genre. Wow, you just put it on me, okay? You yeah, put it on man. the audience too. <laughs> now, now, personally, I do rate our guests, and let me tell you, off the charts. None better is no rating. It's off the charts. Seen anyone better than her? And that's it's off the charts. That is. <laughs> I'm serious. I am dead serious. That's a big statement, Brad. We've had we we've had some we heavy do hitters. see we do see the best, the cream of the crop. That just our, our segue, you know, and let me tell you, you are on the top of our guest list for sure, and I appreciate you, you being you on it. Very oh, vibrant. I mean, vibrant. I don't know if my brain have enough room. All this information is giving me is is off the hook. <laughs> I'm loving it. I really am. That's it. That's it. So with <laughs> that, you. with that said, tell the audience what you're currently doing, um, and what's next for you. Sure. Um, I'm currently a story producer for Lifetime's Project Runway. <laughs> All right. Um, That's it, and, the, <laughs> and I'm also in pre-production for a short film. I'll be shooting that at the end of July, and I will definitely keep you posted when that hits the web. We're going to um, do the film festival route and then uh, probably put it online afterwards. Um, and I am currently writing my fourth feature. So, uh, I've been really busy and just really inspired in general. Um, like I said before, you know, being on, um, you know, having the opportunity and non-scripted has really been a blessing because I've been able to see creative. I've been able to see logistics. I've been able to go on the world on the road. Um, and so it's just been really, really fun so far. And I'm looking forward to what lies ahead in my scripted journey as well um, as a screenwriter for uh, features and whatnot. You know, I'm a TV Land type of guy, but my oh, I'll guess okay. is I'm a TV Land crazy. I'm watching Andy Griffin right now. You know, he passed away. I love TV Land. You know what I'm saying? So Lifetime is something where if I run across it, I'll watch it. But if our guess is on Lifetime. I'm gonna watch it definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, what's <laughs> true? Hey. Well, that's 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 what's good. And I know yeah. too that you do. Well, actually. I have um, you've done some work with kids in the spotlight. What's what's all that? What's what's specifically what's that about, Chris? Um, kids in the Spotlight is a nonprofit organization that encourages students to write. So within a ten week period, 
the kids write and actually shoot short films. Uh, so I was an assistant screenwriting instructor for five weeks of the 10-week program and, uh, you know, helped the students draft their first draft of their short film. The last five weeks of the program, they, they work on acting and they work on producing and, you know, figuring out all the logistics so that they can shoot by the end of their session. So um, Kids in the Spotlight, excuse me, Kids in the Spotlight is a program that, um, sort of came to me, you know, I think any time that I'm really specific about things I want to do, they just sort of, they just come, and that's why I'm always telling people, like, be really clear about your intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I moved here to L.A., I really wanted to get more involved with students. Um, you know, television has been beautiful, but I definitely want to stay connected to students and, and mentoring and things of that nature, and I found out about Kids in the Spotlight Um, And that program was excellent. Um, And I am currently working on a curriculum to actually tour to different schools throughout the country just to speak about, you know, empowerment, intention, setting your goals, having an action plan, you know, because a lot of times our students are learning all these things that they're never going to actually utilize, but they don't know how to balance a checkbook. They've never thought about a business plan. They don't know how to respect their elders. And I'm like, what is going on with the life skills? We need to teach our students life skills. And so um, I'm really, really passionate about, you know, spreading um, spreading that word because it's important, and that's what I was raised on, and that's what my family has always been, um, you know, just really drilling. You know, it's not about, being, you know, having the money, and it's not even about, you know, having accolades or anything it's about having common sense it's about inspiring the next person so um i'm really really passionate about that awesome awesome that's it that's it you definitely keep us in the loop on that we'll get that information out to the masses and you got to look us up when you get back here on the east coast just so uh maybe we'll come out and you know oh uh, definitely gonna be out there yeah yeah we do a lot of community service as well that's kind of how the show got created is uh is is our passion to reaching out to the community in many different facets. So definitely keep us in the loop on that. I'm I'm real sure. big on doing that. So I tell you that's we can't get enough of that. You know, the community just needs constant constant uh uplift and we can't forget where we come from. It's do you have any contact information as far as anybody that wants to reach out to you, Kristen? Or, or website? My name is Jazzy Dreamer Entertainment, and my website is www.jazzydreamer.net, which is J-A-Z-Z-I-D-R-E-A-M-E-R.net. Okay. That'll work. That'll work. Most definitely. Because when we have stuff, you know, we'll shoot you some information and you know, vice versa. You can hit us up, and uh, LC has all that information. So that's we can one. stay connected. For real, because you're a very inspirational person. I can just hear the passion. You know, you don't have to be a, a major star in the world to do the things that you're doing. And I like like common people reaching for certain goals, and you have that. So I'm very honored to have you on the show, and um, we're going to support you in any way we can. So don't be afraid. Don't be bashful, because we are here for whatever you need, all right? Okay, thank you. I don't think she's bashful. I think she's... No, no, I know she's not, but she's humble <laughs> in that sense. You know, she, she mentioned that, you know. Yep. Uh, you know, but she can call us up, hit us up anytime because we are there for that. Yep, that's, that's, what's, that's what's happened. I guess, uh, Christian, one last question I have for you, and I guess we'll wrap the interview. Where or is there an individual that you want to work with 
who's that person out there, if I could make it happen or if we could make it happen right now, you're like, ah, oh, i got to work with this person or I'd like to interview this, do a screenplay on this person or, I don't know, uh, just a particular person in mind. Who would that be? Wow, that's a really, really great question. Um, quite honestly, I I have been trying to reach Oprah. I've been actively trying to reach her. And I say that because um, her her path has just really inspired my mother and I in particular. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, when you're trying to live your dreams, you have life stuff you need to figure out. And um, I just have always appreciated Oprah's example. Um, I actually send her emails all the time. And <laughs> That's I send good. her emails all you know, I, I really do because I was in a Better Chance Scholar um, in high school. She actually uh, was one of the main supporters and donors uh, to a Better Chance. And then I also won the New York Women in Communication Scholarship in college, and Gail King won an award through them. I met Gail King, and I actually put a little bit, a little press kit together for Gail, hoping that she would give it to Oprah. And I know at some point our paths will meet because, you know, my – my visions aren't just entertaining the masses. It's really about inspiring our youth and giving back and presenting programming that's quality that at the end of the day when I am watching television or when my great-grandmother, who's still living, thank God, um, when my great-grandmother watches these programs, she can say, my baby did that, and I'm proud of that show. Um, And so, you know, as I continue on, I definitely want to – uh, reach Oprah. That's someone I really want to reach. Um, but in terms of film and TV, um, gosh, I really want to think about it because you said if there's anybody that that you could reach. So I want to be specific. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll um, save that. We'll save that for the next interview. I mean, okay, you know, <laughs> that's that's good. I mean, Oprah is big. I mean. Once you reach her, okay, don't forget Elsie and Jack, okay, because we know she needs some programming, okay, and so we'll join you no, on absolutely. your own network, okay, because she needs, she needs programming. So, uh, and, I, and, it's, and it's not, you know, it's so funny because when I do reach her, you know, and I'm sure everybody's like, I've been trying to reach you for years, but it's been something that I've, that I've wanted for like 20 years, you know, and when I've listened to her experiences with her family and, and when I've listened to just certain things like when she talks about the whisper um and then now I'm, I I am totally getting spiritual when but when she talks about the whisper I mm-hmm. feel like God speaks to me every day and and so when I think about you know the decisions that I make my decisions aren't made by me I feel like I listen to my gut often and I think that's why I've been able to experience some of the blessings and the miracles that I have because when things are when I'm trying to make a decision, and even when I'm sort of in a rut, I I get pulled out so quickly. It's one of those things where, like, if you really learn how to surrender, life feels so much more fulfilling and freeing. Mm-hmm. And so watching her progression has just been amazing for me as a person. You know, whether I work with her or not, you know, it's so funny. Everywhere I go, people are like, you need to speak to Oprah. You remind me so much of, like, it's it's consistent, and I'm like, mm-hmm. people are saying that for a reason. Whether I'm supposed right. to work with her or whether I'm supposed to have a conversation with her, I know that her contribution has really touched my life, you know, so I'm not just – that's why I always tell people I'm an educator and I'm a screenwriter because 
I don't want to be pigeonholed and like, oh, we're going to put you with this some person. It's like, no, I'm really, when I say I want to touch the world and I want to inspire children, I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, and so I'm very clear about making that known. So overall the way, I love her. I do want to produce some stuff for her network and work with her at some point. Well, definitely. We know. Will. we know you will because she's yeah. she's in need. Okay, she yeah. definitely is. We, we got I mean, some roundabout connections too. We get, we don't have a straight path to her, but we got some roundabout paths. So we're gonna work hard on. And that I know too. when the time when the time is right, it it will happen. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I think we're all three, at least three people away from people that we want to reach. And so you know, I realize on the past, you get to them when you're supposed to. So I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally yeah. excited for when that happens, but I'm preparing for when that happens. All right. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. I believe things do come, and it's time, and you have to be patient. And when it comes, you got to be ready for it, too. That's the other thing. So we always want things now. But the man upstairs is like, no, just wait a little bit. you got to pay your dues a little bit more. Right. You're ready so when it does happen. So totally agree for where you're coming from, from a spiritual. I, I can definitely feel mm-hmm. where you're coming from. And, and we appreciate you here on the LC and Jack radio show. We, we appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule. We know you, you're getting ready to uh, go to work. But uh, like I said, we appreciate you. We uh, wish you continued, much continued success. And we sh- we'll definitely want to circle back with you sometime in the near future to have you back on the show. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Any shout-outs before we let you go? Sure. Um, I'd like to shout out my mom. Uh, I don't even know if she'd want her name <laughs> out there. So yeah, put her out there. Her put her out there. If she don't like it, she, we get her the edited version. You know? yeah. <laughs> we, we had to cut it out, okay? <laughs> we cut it out. If she don't like it, we say, Mom, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, um, I'll just shout out my mom, Jackie. She's a constant hey. inspiration for me and my grandmother uh, and my great-grandmother. Um, and just, like I said before, my family in New Jersey and Newton, Georgia as well, and uh-huh. Groton School and Hofstra University. So right, right. shout out to them. You put everybody on the map. That's good. That's it. I'm Jack Radio, too. Oh, that's awesome. I'm trying to I wear my Hofstra shirt. That. I oh. wear my Hofstra shirt anytime I can. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Well, we're gonna you let you go, Kristen. And again, we we thank you so much for coming on this show. Make sure you hit us up if you haven't already. LC and Jack at Gmail dot com. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. With that said, good night. Peace.